Welcome back to another episode of Save and Such. I ain't seen Krista Dion about 40 know, right? Sundays. She went missing. Hey, y'all. Hi, y'all. <laughs> how you doing? You feeling good, though? Yes. How are you guys doing? I'm good, man. I can't complain. God is good. I'm over with us some prayer, though, before we get started. Oh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Definitely, Father, we come to you right now just thanking you and praising you for allowing us to come here, allowing us to gather, allowing us to fellowship, allowing us to continue to proclaim your name. We just ask that the Holy Spirit just take over this conversation, Father God, so people are able to grow, learn, heal, and take knowledge to what is going on in the world and what you are doing right now. Father, we thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen, man. So in today's episode of Saved and Such, we're going to be talking about prophecy. Prophecy, continuing with our Gift of Spirits um, series. That was a tongue twister. Gift of Spirits uh, series. So, yeah, we're talking about prophecy. Prophesy. Right. We'll get into it. Prophesy. So when I hear prophecy, mm-hmm. what comes to mind? First question. Um, when I hear prophecy, I hear somebody speaking life mm. into another person. And when I say speak life, I guess I guess I see it in like a twofold kind of way. Because on one hand, when you're speaking life, you could be saying, God has put this on my heart concerning you, that this might X, Y, and Z future. Then I also just see somebody coming in and speaking life like God loves you. And I don't know. You get what I'm trying to say Yeah, now? yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's what comes to me That's personally. what comes to mind. Yeah. Okay. How about you, sister? Um... Same thing, but she got I, a bust down. Sorry, y'all. She fell <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just tired, guys. I've been up, just I'm tired. But um, I I felt the same way about prophecy, and you know, just thinking about someone speaking life into you. But then I also learned about um, prophecy, like when someone rebukes you or rebukes something that you're doing. Yeah. And so in that regard, I was like, oh, like, it's not just all peaches and cream. It's not just someone saying, oh, you're going to be blessed with this or you're going to have this. It's them also telling you, God is telling you, if you don't stop doing this, then this and this may happen. Or, you know, um, God sees you what you're doing. and He's telling me that mm-hmm. he doesn't want you to do that anymore. So it's not just I, I'm re- I, I have recently learned that it's not just all blessings and love, you know, yeah. all blessings. But sometimes it can also be. Correction. Correction. Mm, I like that. <clears throat> when I heard prophecy, what I thought about was the word of God and how, like, things that he written um, have come to pass. So that's like prophecy. Yeah. Um, okay, so when I think of things like discerning the last days, when I think of, like, uh, what's it, uh, sheep and, and wolf clothing, when I think of things like, did I say it right? A wolf in sheep clothing. When I think of things like that and the times that we're, li- we're like living in, you know, I mean, that's what came to my mind when I heard prophecy. Like, dang, like what was spoken, like it's coming to pass. You know, it's going back to Marae's point and when she said correction, I will never forget it. Like, OK, yeah. it was some years ago. And I'm not going to lie, it scared me, but I've been thinking about it a lot more and more, especially because another prophet lady has said it to me. But my friend's pastor had said this word to me, and it might be a word of knowledge because, you know, there is 
a clear separation in them, but it's kind of similar. But yeah, he said to me, basically he was talking about my future. God has great things for you, mm-hmm. but the key for you to actually see the promise being manifested in your life, you need to walk in obedience. And my flesh was kind of like, well, everybody needs to walk in obedience. I wanted to be defensive because right. we all need to walk in obedience. Why are you singling me out? Right. <laughs> but I definitely wanted to humble myself to receive it. But I guess on one end, it kind of put like this little fear that I had to work through because I know that God is not fear, but you know, perfect love casts out fear. So I had to go through the purifying of being purified in his love. Cause at first it was like a fear of, Oh, so I need to be obedient in my lifestyle. So I'm not living right. I know I'm not necessarily all the way living right, but like, dang, am I not living right to the point where God, Oh, hell send her to hell. Like, I need to know the separation here and what this actually looks like. So I had to go through my little process, but now I've just been thinking about it a lot more and more. And it comes back to that encouraging real that I gave. You just have to get to a point in your life where you really just learn how to make decisions that make you feel good. And that not just make you feel good as far as, because when I say make me feel good, honoring my convictions make me feel good. It saves a lot of sitting in like guilt and shame. There's a lot of skipping of that. So making decisions that make me feel good, such as having a morning routine that represents the person that I am in this season Mm. and actually deciding to commit to that routine in the morning. Mm. Then actually sitting there and say, okay, I'm going to do this and I'm going to structure my time like this so I can get X, Y, and Z off my to-do list. That makes me feel good. And so just making that decision and honoring the process, the season that God has me in and actually developing the character the habits, the routine that honors me as well so I can feel in alignment. Yeah, that was good. Going back to what you said about the morning routine, I kind of just established my own as far as... What you doing? Huh? What you doing? I ain't used to do nothing. I ain't going to lie to you. I used to just get up and go to work. I ain't going to lie to you. No music? I used to listen to a little music. But now I like... The first thing I do, of course, when I get to bed, I I get straight on my knees and I pray. Um, Yeah, don't suck. I get straight on my knees and I pray. Um, That's right. And old then school. I, yeah. <laughs> and then I go into uh, like worship, like more intentional. You know what I mean? So I'm really just thanking God for allowing me to wake up another day. But I'm also reflecting on the nights that I had a dream as well. Because I know that when God gives me dreams, like he's talking to me, he's giving me messages. So like I'm able to like conversate with him, like through the, like having like an interpretation um, meeting with him, discerning like the dream, you know yeah. what I mean? But things like that. And also like just read my word. Like I, I ain't really used to do it. I used to just get up and go. I ain't gonna lie What's your routine like? Um, so I wake up, I pray. Um, what else? Yeah, so what? I don't, I don't pray on my knees though. Like I, I just sit on the edge of my bed mm-hmm. and I just pray. Um, Worship music is 1,000% every single morning. I mean, I listen to worship music all day, gospel music all day, every day. But in the morning, like, I just have to have that time by myself, just with God. Mm-hmm. Um, and then most of the time, that carries me. The worship music carries me all the way from my house through getting dressed and getting ready for work all the way into the car and wherever mm-hmm. I'm going for the day um, or if I'm staying home working. So, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's my morning routine is worship mostly. Um, yeah, but another thing I feel like, and this may be crazy to say, and I really didn't want to talk about this topic because it's still a lot of, I have had a lot of experiences with prophecy and I feel like I'm a prophecy magnet. Mm -hmm. Like 
in a way, and I don't know if it's like I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but like people for whatever reason just want to come tell me what God is telling them about me or what they see and all of this and all of that. You said about you, okay? Like I could go to somebody's church and they like um, people would like be staring at me or looking at me, and then they'll come tell me about what they see or what God is saying concerning me and this and that, and. I've had false prophets. I've had true prophets. And so I think that um, I think that God wanted me to learn. So first I had to understand that God doesn't allow anything to happen without his permission. Yeah. Whether it be false prophecy or true prophecy. Yeah. And in the times where I had false prophecies, not that they were not that the prophecies were incorrect or the word was incorrect, but it was coming from the the wrong source Mm -hmm. um and i had to learn that that god was trying to is trying to show me the difference and how to discern it to and so he had to show me the false prophets and show me like what the wrong source was and then show me him Mm -hmm. and so now i feel like i'm able to kind of discern it better and decipher between the two because anybody can say anything to you if you allow them to, anybody can speak a word over you and say that. But yeah. if it doesn't resonate with you and if it's not confirmation. And I recently learned that when God is, is using someone else to speak to you, he normally tells you first. And the person coming to tell you the prof- the the prophecy that you will receive from someone else is confirmation yeah. of what he already right. told you. Right. So yeah. me, like in the beginning, the first prophecy I, I received that I can recall was back in 2021. And I had just had a prophecy like somebody i went to a church mm-hmm. it it was uh should i say the name of the prophet what's a good event it's controversial oh don't say the name um so i went to a prophet and well i didn't go to him but i went to a service and he was there and whatever mm-hmm. and you know he just told me all these things and they were good things and some of it was like a lord and it was all true but again it came from the it didn't come from the correct source. Right. And so I took it like, okay, he said this, he said this, so it got to happen. Yeah. And it happened and it was good, but I feel like God gave me a lot of grace in the area because of ignorance. So he was trying to show me, I feel like in retrospect, he was trying to teach me something, but he also, I also see the grace he gave me with how I carried it after that because of ignorance. And he said like, Ignorance is just not knowing. Like I, I didn't know about it at the time. So now that I know about it, I'm able to discern and decipher between. Yeah. Which, you know. That's good. And I think you can also kind of see like when somebody does prophesy over you, how it makes you feel. Yeah. Because this one lady, it was so funny. I was <laughs> talking about controversial. <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> I was at this one place though. It's like a church in Beltsville. And ah, <laughs> I know. I, <laughs> so, I think I was there before. This um this little older lady, she comes up to me. God bless her heart. She was so sweet. She said, I have to prophesy to you. And she says, God is about to bless you with a brand new car. And it's going to happen in such a way where you're going to know only God could do it. And I just remember thinking, I don't want a brand new car. The interest rates are super high. <laughs> and, and I just kind of don't want to start over. And my car is getting to a point where I'm good. It's almost paid off. And I think I want to sit in that place for a little. And I don't, my car is 2019. So I'm like, I don't, I don't know about that one. And so I just kind of, thank you. But I knew that wasn't for me. 
Mm. It just did not resonate with me. And I'm like, girl, look at the economy. It just, God, don't do that right now. Yeah. And it goes back to what is, so we've been talking about prophecy. So it'd be like, okay, what's prophecy? Second Corinthians 14, 13. I'm going to read the AMPC version, but it says, but on the other hand, the one who prophesied, who interprets the divine will and purpose inspired preaching and teaching speaks to men for the upbuilding and constructive spiritual progress and encouragement and consolation. Mm. And consolation here means to compassionately comfort them. Mm. One more time. Okay, one more time. But on the other hand, the one who prophesied, who interprets the divine will and purpose and inspired preaching and teaching speaks to men for their upbuilding, constructive spiritual progress, encouragement, and consolation. Mm. And so I think prophecy has to be done in a way that honors that verse yeah. right there. Yeah. Because we have some people that people who like, I feel like they're a little too harsh and there's no, they're not actually bringing them to a place of conviction, but condemnation. They're mm. not actually helping their spiritual progress, but kind of getting, leaving a sour taste in their mouth. And yeah. so I do think there's a way, and it's called discernment. How do I speak to a per- this person that's in front of me? God giving me the insight about them in a way that's going to help them not to cheer them. Right. Because some people, they're just like, they have a one approach all. And I just don't think that's effective because not everybody's the same. I'm a very sensitive person. So you coming up to me, girl, you keep doing that. You're going to go to hell. Now I'm over here. This is probably me back a few years ago, but now I'm over here. Am I saved for real? Yeah. Is God really? Is mm-hmm. he sick of me? Yeah. And so I just think that we need a little bit more discernment when it comes to prophesying. We're all called to desire to give the prophecy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can prophesy, but not be a prophet. Right. And so I think it's very, you know. Yeah, that's that. very good what you said. One thing I had to learn was what both of y'all said. Like, whenever somebody says, like, God said, like, I had to learn, like, I got to go straight to God. Mm-hmm. No matter if it was good or bad, because people do be out here just, yeah. some people mean well. They mean well, yeah, I believe. A lot of people. Some people mean well. There's some people, I don't, I don't want to get into all that, but how <laughs> they be operating. You know what I'm saying? But I always got to go back and, like you said, it has to be confirmation. And it got to be something like you heard before. You said it. It got to be confirmation. It got to be something you heard before. You know what I'm saying? Cause, yeah, or it, 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 it puts a light bulb in my head. Like, yeah. okay. It sparks yeah. something. Like, it got to make sense. But you also got to try the spirit by the spirit. Like, you can't, you can't just... Cause sometimes if it tickles your ear enough, you gonna go with it. Like if 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 you if they say, oh, you about to come into some money, and you know you want to come into some money, you need some money, you know it may it might you might go with it. And so you also have to, like you said, ask God. But also you gotta read His Word. His literally, the Word is a prophecy. His His Word is the is the prophecy. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God was God and the word was with God. Mm-hmm. And so in order, if that's the, the case, then that means that his word is alive. And that means that it holds true from 5,000 years ago to yeah. now. Yeah. And so when I read my word and I hear people prophesy outside of God's, outside of God's will, outside of God's word, it's like, but you wouldn't know that if you can't. Yes, sir. If you can't, if you haven't done the work, like yeah. you have to come into the knowledge of the truth in order to, be able to accept what somebody is telling you and saying they're saying that God said it. Yeah. You can't just, oh yeah, God said it. Like, let's go with it. Right. This is like that one lady where she, she, I seen the sermon and basically they were like, you getting excited over the prophecy. God about to bring a man into your life right now. And they're like, but God just been talking to you about your temper. God been talking to you about your flesh. So why are we putting the focus on 
mm-hmm. prophesying over a man when God is sitting there clearly telling you that there's still a work in you. Yeah. And I thought that that was really, I thought that was discernment. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a key to discernment. But also, I leave sometimes prophecy up to if it's God's word, it will come to pass. Right. And so sometimes you just got to watch and see. Because sometimes people be like, well, I'm praying and I'm asking God, but what now? Watch and see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Watch that's true. I think with, with the first prophecy I received when, back in 2021, that was definitely one of those watch and see type of things. Like That was the first one you ever received? Or like that you can remember? Like remember. I'm sure like at my church, like, you know, when you go up for prayer yeah. and they talk to you and say these things. I'm saying this was like my first, like it was like one of the modern day prophecies. Like oh, the okay. cameras in your face, they holding the mic waiting for you to fall out. Oh, okay, okay, out. okay. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that one was in 2021 and that was in LA. Mm. And home of the theatrics. Yeah. Hello? <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> and it's crazy because I really had to like, I was, I'm wondering like, God, how can somebody say something, say it's from you, it be true, but it's not from you. Like, how can somebody speak to me and say something about me and it be true? They never met me. And and I started to read and learn. And I'm like, oh, gifts coming out of repentance. So whether the gift is there, whether they ha- whether they use it from yeah. God or from whatever else, it he, the person is still going to have the gift. Yeah, and so it's just like a dancer. If you're born with the gift of, gift of dance, obviously God intended for you to use it in His kingdom. But if you go be a stripper, that's you can you can pervert your gifts all the time. Exactly, mm. exactly. Yeah, and so a lot of a lot or I'm not gonna say a lot of prophets, but we find like a lot of prophets or TikTok prophets or social media prophets or whatever perverting their gifts and going higher, trying to go higher, going up to the mountain and doing crazy stuff. Crystals, astrology. I'm not afraid afraid to say horoscopes. And so you have these people and they have a gift. Mm -hmm. They have a real gift. And they pervert it. It's it's perverted. Mm -hmm. It's perverted. And and it's actually a missource source from where they get their their information. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know if I want to use the word missource. source. I don't know if that's necessarily the correct term. But it could be a familiar spirit. It's not from God, though. Right. We know that very much because that's just clearly in the word. Prophecies is a hard topic. <laughs> yeah. it's it so is many, a hard topic. It's so many. It's so many. It's like I'm not scared to be controversial, but it's so it's so many things that could be said. There's so like, and the reason I feel so strongly about this because I got the videos to prove it. Like it's, and I think for me, like I don't know. That was a crazy time. Back in LA, <laughs> and I, I, I had never really saw like. I feel like God was preparing me for ministry mm-hmm. to see witchcraft and to see people mm-hmm. just doing crazy stuff, perverting their gifts, and me being just because I like to see the good in everybody. Yeah, and so I want to believe like, no, you didn't pervert your gift. Like you just maybe you're a little lost, but no. You intentionally, you wanted more power. You wanted exactly. to go up and you wanted to kind of be on the same level as God. So you went around him instead of dedicating your life to him, dedicating time to him. Because when you put time into your gift, God will overflow it. He'll, mm-hmm. he'll keep, continue to pour, continue to pour. Draw unto me, I'll draw unto you. Like So when people go around it, 
that's when they start having the perverted gifts and going through the other sorceries and witchcraft and just tapping into other stuff. Mm. And then there's some people who I feel like to tap into that type of stuff is because they don't really like faith like they say they like faith. Because faith is the evidence of something unseen, but it's it's hoped for. Mm-hmm. But we really like to walk in sight. And that is our need for a false sense of yes. control. And so a lot of people, and I, I realize a lot of well-meaning people as well, they turn to tarot cards, they turn to mediums, they turn to horoscope because they really just want to know. Yeah. They prefer to walk by sight than it is to walk by faith because faith is uncomfortable. Faith requires you to have trust in something that you can't necessarily see. See, And if you don't build that intimacy to to learn that, oh, I can trust on you, you're still living by the flesh that says, if I can't see it, it's uncertain. Right. That was great. Faith is is such a... The song Wait On You by... um, Maverick City. Maverick City. Mm. That song, it puts puts Isaiah, what is it? 30, 40, 54? No, 41, 40. Um, they don't wait on the Lord, shall renew their strength, they'll rise up. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's 41. Yeah, yeah, I think it's 41. <clears throat> but really, like, hit, hearing that song and putting it into perspective with the word, it made me realize that when I when I wait on God and I and I depend on faith alone, my faith gets stronger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like when you keep running that race, you get faster, you get stronger. And you, you endure to the end. Right. And so, like, when it comes to, like you said, people looking for prophecies and going to get their palms read because they just want to know. It's like, but the but you don't know if you wait a little longer, God will increase your faith. He'll He'll have you blindly trust in him. And you like, and then all before you know it, boom, he give me the very thing you asked for. Yeah, he wants you to be dependent upon him. And anything that takes away that dependency, that's what puts us in error. That's what puts us in the direct line of sin. And it's so beautiful because the reason also is not just because, yes, he's a jealous God, but he's also a very protective God. And so, no, I don't want you to go and mess with the occult. No, I don't want you to go into divination. No, I don't want you to go into those things because you can't see the doors that are being opened in the spirits that follow that. And so now something that is very sacred, the power of agreement something very, very powerful. The power of agreement is a very powerful thing. And so now you get this word from this person and you don't know where they're getting their information and you're coming into agreement with the thing. That can do a lot of damage Mm. naturally and spiritually. And so I just think that we have to be very cautious about what it is that we do here, what doors we're loosening, because, you know, it's going to be loosened also Mm. in the spirit. Wow. That just said a lot. Wow, that was deep. I, I wanna, I wanna touch on something because what you just said about coming into agreement reminded me of something. Mm-hmm. I remember that when I what that was stretching. I'm sorry. Uh, when I had that those, I had two prophecies that were from faulty sources, right? Mm-hmm. While true, the prophecies were true. They came to pass. It happened, but they were not of the source that I'm looking for it to come from, which is Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, right? So I had to denounce the things that I came into agreement with. Because Mm. when you allow somebody to speak a word over you and you allow somebody to pray over you, lay hands on you, you come into agreement with it, whether you you intended to or not. 
And God gave me grace because of ignorance. He didn't allow those things to have a stronghold over me. And he gave me grace and mercy. But I also had to, once I knew the truth, I had mm. to denounce those things that were said. I had to go back, watch the videos and denounce all that. Mm, that's because okay. I'm not going to continue to allow someone to keep a word over me that's not from God or that's not from, you know, yeah. the God that I serve. Because then I'm basically under witchcraft or under idolatry or whatever. And yeah. so the point that I wanted to, that this reminded me of was sororities and fraternities. Mm. Like, I see a lot of people denouncing because maybe they, a lot of people, from what I heard and from the videos I watched, a lot of people are denouncing this fraternities and sororities because... That's a, yeah, go, I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Because of, they're coming into the truth uh, or the knowledge of the truth mm-hmm. and starting to understand okay, okay. I did this in ignorance yeah. I came into yeah. agreeance with something and I and I worship another God or I worship this and that and that's not to say anything about anybody that's in sororities now if you're in it do your thing if that's what you enjoy but for the people that's denouncing and that's coming out of it I, I'd be so glad that God saved me because yeah. there was a time when I was like I wanted to do, do it, it. Yeah. Yeah, I like, he saved me yeah, I, I um I actually know a girl that went to Lincoln that was um she was an AKA. That was like the first girl I ever seen like denounced and like she was like once she got saved, yeah. like it kinda like her spirit was saying, like, nah, it, yeah. this ain't, this ain't it. Nah, and then I watched a good sermon on that by Tiffany Montgomery. I just started watching her. I, I love her. Yeah, she Tiffany, Tiffany Montgomery. She deep I like her. She she ain't for the weak or the nah. the 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 she gonna keep it hundred. The heart of faint, the faint of heart. <laughs> she is not for the weak yeah. child. But, she gonna tell you like it is. But when I was at uh, Virginia Union, like I um had an opportunity, you know, what I mean, to become a Q. But like I just realized, like I was like, it's it too much going on. Where it's mm-hmm. like it almost becomes like idolatry. Like it, it's a not almost. Yeah, it well, is it is. Idolatry. it's idolatry. You know what I'm saying? It's like a form. That's what like my spirit is telling me. So like when anybody ever asks me like. Should I do it? Should I not? I'm gonna always tell them like, no, yeah. I don't do that because yeah. that's like a big thing though. Because there are some pastors who, are, with, yeah, yeah, are cues, are you know what I mean? Yeah, and they'll tell people like, yeah, it's all right. But and me, and it's and that's your conviction, yeah. like, and that's another thing. Like, don't let your good, don't let your good be evil spoken of. If that's your conviction, you can't make that somebody else's conviction. Yeah, and so it's never any judgment. I have friends that are in all types of sororities and all types of things. That's that's what that's them. Right. But my convictions. And I wasn't always like that. Just like you said, like I had an opportunity, a couple of them. Mm-hmm. And God was literally like, no, ma'am. Yeah. You can keep trying. And it's crazy how the devil twisted it. My last time going to the um to the interest meeting, it was like, if you don't go, if you don't go to this interest meeting, you're not gonna make it. I was about to graduate. So it was like now or never. And I went to the interest meeting and it was sounding so good after I knew that God didn't want me to do it. I went anyway. Let me tell you, they started talking about how they, they're a Christian organization. I'm like, oh, this is good. Like, they do this for the black people, power to the people, blah, 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 blah. And I'm, I'm all for it. And it's crazy how, how it got twisted in my mind from what I knew that God was telling me all along. And literally, this was like the, the next to last meeting. Mm-hmm. And I had to go to work. And the, I think the meeting was at like 7.13. I got off at, at seven. And so I was like, I said, Lord, this is the last chance I have. If you don't want me to do it, 
tell my manager, I said her name, tell my manager so-and-so that I that I don't let her let me leave early because I was going to ask her, can I leave at six to get there on time? Yeah. So five o'clock, six, six, no, 5.50 come. Here she come. The manager comes walking in on my shift. I'm like, oh, um, so-and-so, now that you're here, can I ask you? She said, yeah, somebody just called. I need you to stay till 10. Mm. <laughs> and I just laughed and said, okay, God. Because mm-hmm. I, I asked him very specifically how to do it so that I so that I would never. That's so good that you were like that aware at that point in your life. That's so good. <laughs> and he did it. I can't. I, I said. I specifically said. I said her name just like this. Do it just like this. He did it just like that. And she said, "Stay till 10. I ended up leaving at seven. It's not that I had to stay. It was that he wanted to show me I don't have this for you. So I'm gonna tell her I let you stay till ten. Oh, you need, you have to stay till ten. Seven o'clock came. She she texted me and said you can go home. Mm-hmm. I still had time to go to the meeting if that's what I wanted to do. If I wanted to be disobedient, ignore God. They go see about my own desires. But I I told him, I said, if you let me know, I'm not going to do it. And I never looked back since then. Uh, that reminds me of something when they were like, it reminds me of something as far as like when they said, when it comes to decisions and you feel God calling you higher, if you wait around for you to not love a thing or for you to hate a it, thing yeah. or any of that, you might actually miss out on the very thing that God is just saying no, straight mm-hmm. up. Yeah. And the, he he said, he told me, he was like, say it just like this, really proud. He was like, you love premarital sex. Mm. <laughs> and they were like, they, they said that God hates, you know, fornication outside, but you love it. Can you start there with the, with the acknowledgement that this is something you actually enjoy mm-hmm. and now you still have to decide and come into agreement with God says about it regardless and I said, see, if I was to continue to try to wait for me to hate it, to say that I can actually overcome it, I probably would have still just been like, oh, my flesh keeps whooping my butt. I just, y'all, I don't know. It's just time to make a decision. God, this is what he says. It doesn't, I don't, don't, I don't have to hate it. I don't have to like it. It just is what it not is. Not standing on business, though. Standing on business. I, I'm not going to do that no more. That's a mm. great point. That's a that great point. That needs to be an episode. Yeah, we're going to end it just right there because we can't even go on no further. That should be a whole episode because yeah, we need was, to talk about it. Yeah, that was great, though. <laughs> that was good. This has been another episode. Any last words? That's it, man. This has been another episode of Save and Such. You can follow us on all streaming platforms at S-A-V-E-D-N-S-U-C-H. We'll continue our series, The Gift of Spirits, man. But this prophecy one was, this might have been the most that I've enjoyed just by hearing y'all two talk about it and break it down in ways <laughs> I didn't realize. So we thank God, man, for what he was doing on this platform. We're going to continue to keep going. Love, peace. Chicken grease. You know, you know the rest. rest. <laughs>